Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. I am Ben and today I am joined with Luke. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, it's very early. It is, but we had a bit of a nightmare last night so we had to rearrange for this morning. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, it's looking good. We've got a bit of an exciting episode today. We have indeed. Today we're going to be looking at five overrated players from both of us and our opinions. Yeah, this was a bit of a tough one, to be honest. I, th- I thought this was going to be easy initially. Um, but, yeah, yeah it wasn't quite as easy as I thought because I was kept thinking of players and I thought, I think I think the public, the, the general public have probably got the rating of this player about right, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, like, I feel like if we'd have done this one a few months back, or like even a year years ago, right, I guess that's easy to say because, you know, we've seen more from players, but it just seems so much easier then. And now, I, when I was thinking, I was really trying not to come up with boring ones. Yeah, because I, I kept thinking of players that, like, are having a bit of poor form now. Um, and even in my list, I've included, like, the, those kind of players. But then I was thinking, but the, uh, other people would agree that they're in poor form now. So it's not just, I think the rating of them is what everyone's seeing. But it's, yeah, I, I think I've, I've got a list of five, I think, not necessarily are bad players, but I think they the, the praise that they get is more than what they deserve. Yeah, We've yeah. Got I've got few... some pretty obvious ones, sadly. But then I, I thought I'd chuck in a few controversial ones. You know me; I like to annoy people. I think uh, looking at, I think I've got five that I don't think you will have. I never think... know. I will find that out in a minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I was at work thinking of these because. Normally, I'm like off in an evening in the week, but I wasn't this one. I was always doing evening, so I kept just having to think about it while I was at work because I'm working like fruit and veg all the time. I kept thinking overrated players, overrated players, and then my mind just kept switching overrated fruit and vegetables, aubergines. And every time I tried to think about something, I just kept thinking about aubergines. What? So people just (laughs) we sell so many aubergines and they're just rank. They're just like, it's the texture that's just, oh, it's horrible. It's not like you've got a bit of a problem with aubergines and not going to lie to you. Yeah, and there's cardboard in, in the cages, so it's, it's difficult to do. That's irrelevant, but that yeah, it's that, just difficult. Well, I hate what aubergines. Um, um, I guess I can see what you mean because I started looking, I, I was thinking about this all, all week as well, like, really struggled. And um, I think one night I had a dream about this for some reason. <laughs> There's this there's this sort of thought in my mind. It's the only thing I can remember. I can't explain because you know when dreams happen, sometimes you just have no idea what the hell is going on through your brain. Yeah. But um, I started thinking about a fox being an overrated animal. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think it I don't is. I don't, I don't really rate foxes. That... I don't know. I, I don't really have an opinion on foxes, really. I, mm. I think it's because I'd seen a fox. It's still fresh in the mind, but yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm thinking about it like what's overrated. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, my head's just going to be going off at overrated animals for the rest of the day now. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, but yeah, uh, we we put it out on uh, Twitter, and we got one response to Twitter, and then one of my friends has messaged me too as well. So, or one of our friends, should I say? Um, on Twitter, always always can trust uh, BTB Sports to get back to us. Um. <laughs> He's gone for Calvin Phillips. Yeah, this is someone who went through my mind as well, actually. Uh, I don't know how much I agree with it, 
I, I said the same. I, I think I, I can see where he's coming from, and he sort of did just, especially because he got a call up so early for England, because he was saying that he doesn't he doesn't know how we keep getting the England call ups, but he got a call up while he was in the championship, and it's, this was at the same time where when Grealish had been performing so highly in the championship, or other players had been. Southgate said he can't be playing for us because he's in the championship. Um, and, and maybe by Southgate, he's, he's rated a bit too highly that, in that regard. But I think he's a really yeah. solid player. And in the recent internationals, I know the opposition was not great, but I think the pairing of Rice and um, Phillips was very solid. Yeah, like if Henderson's fit, I think, well, I know Henderson will start, but I don't think I'd be disappointed if, you know, well, there's a strong possibility he's not going to be fit and therefore... Phillips, I don't think I'd be disappointed and I would almost, I don't know, I feel as comfortable, but maybe it's not a massive change. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think his passing is underrated as well. I think he's got a good range of passes um, and yeah, he's just solid defensively as well. So um, obviously the system that Bielsa plays, we've, we've said that it will work against Patrick Bamford, so why it won't work against Phillips um, if he has to play for England against a tougher opposition. Um yeah. I don't know why that's different. Um, but I, I guess for a striker, you can more say that they create so many chances. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I quite rate Phillips, to be honest. So maybe I'm overrating him. No, I don't think... I don't know. I wouldn't say he's overrated. But I wouldn't by any means say that he is... Yeah. Like, unjustly underrated. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he get he does get enough praise for him to be... I think he's fairly rated, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that's the problem I kept having. I kept saying, oh, yeah, this guy's very rated, and then just coming to the realisation that that's, that's not the case. Um, and then two quick, yeah. quick ones from Craig. Um, All right. If you don't know Craig, he's one of our friends. Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan, but he's the least Liverpool fan. He's the fan worst Liverpool ever. fan ever. He, he just constantly slates Liverpool for, for no reason. He, he cheers when the opposition score. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he goes, we deserve So, that. in as you expect, we've got a Liverpool player in it. <laughs> oh, God. Let me guess. I, I, three Liverpool players went through my mind. Um, this one's... Um, oh, yeah, go on. You can guess. Is it Naby Keita? It's not. Is it Thiago? It's not. Is it Firmino? No. <laughs> oh, really? It's, Those are the three that went through Mar- my mind. Sadio Mane. Who I did actually consider... Um, based on this season but I, I chose another option but yeah um, I think this this, this season he's he's poor um, yeah this season's been poor but however he's proved oh, I, I don't agree with that Craig oh my goodness that's annoyed me uh, yeah I, I don't think he's been he's ever been rated actually to be honest a lot of people had said in the past that he's Liverpool's best of the front three. I remember that going around a lot. Um, yeah. And in that case, he's absolutely spot on because I don't think he ever was. I think that was just everybody wanted to sort of jump off the bandwagon. And then, yeah. because I saw that a lot this last season. Um, and so I, I, can, I can see where he's coming from in that respect. And especially with the drop-off this season, you can tell that between... Between him and Salah, there's a definite, definite difference in class. Yeah, I guess there's definitely like there's a difference between is he overrated or is he just a bit inconsistent? Like, yeah, like you say, 
Salah is definitely the most consistent out of the front three. And, you know, it's, this season especially, I think you could make a case that Mane has been the worst. However, none of the Liverpool team has been at the heights they've showed, apart yeah. from Salah, really. And Jota has been very good as well. Yeah. But uh, apart from Salah and, oh, and Jota, and I don't really think you could put anyone else in the same as, you know, is currently world class. Yeah. And you could maybe not even be able to say that about Jota, but yeah. I don't think no, no, he's performing at that top, top level, really. Because Mane has sort of proved, I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of the bigger Mane fans, so this could sound really biased, but no, Mane's proved over his career, I think, that he is a, a very class player and he's just having a bit of a, a tough time at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and then the other so one you get, the other one he gave, which I, I probably agree with, to be honest, is um, Cancelo. Which um, I think he's probably right based on a kind of when he wrote it, I thought he that. Um, because I think he's rated very highly this season as a first year as a right back, but the fact is he's not really playing as a right back. Um, and in in previous seasons, or, or last season under Pep anyway, he wasn't really getting in the team because City were playing with actual right-backs. But now Pep's changed his system, he's sort of come into his own. Um, and I, I feel like, we I said it in the right-back ranking podcast, he's a bit of a... Um, and, and the system really helps him. Um, but if Pep went to like a, a flat-back four random reason and where his fullbacks were just tasked with defending um, he would struggle and I think the credit he's getting is based on the amount of uh, attacking he's doing and, and sort of position he's playing in midfield almost rather than his out and out fullback I feel like this is sort of the opposite of Mane where he's been classed this season however in previous seasons especially in the Premier League I know there's only been one extra um you know, he haven't been able to say much. However, I guess he's he's been around quite a lot. I, I think he was at Inter Milan at some point. Uh, he went to Juve, obviously, and was quite good there. I yeah. think so. I I don't know if I'd agree that he was overrated as well, but I I think you're right. Yeah, he's definitely a system player, and I think even at Juve, he was playing on the the uh, midfield role a bit yeah. as well. But um, I don't know if I'd count him as overrated. I think he's just fairly rated. Right. Like he's sort of earned the praise this season. I'd I'd argue. However, you know, there's an it's it's a hard one to say because of in the Premier League we've only really seen him this season, and he wasn't fun, outstanding last season, was he? Yeah. But this season he's been one of the better players. So, yeah, that's fair. Enough. Um, I've. I've gone for a uh, Manchester City. Oh, go on. Let's kick us off with ours with that then. It's another right back from Manchester City. Ah, interesting. It's, it's a bit of Kyle Walker. Mm. Okay. He just. I just want to put something out there before I start. Okay. This is this goes over all of my, all of my choices. Some of these players aren't. I don't think they're bad. In any way. Yeah, you just think they get too much praise or... I think they are painted some of the time as this sort of, you know, world-class player. Yeah. Whereas they've made a lot of 
mistakes and I just think they get too much credit for like and get certain things like outline their career almost as much better than it has. Do you know like moments? Yeah. Fair enough. Like the I've done a lot of research over this. I've been looking. And there was a lot of City players that came up as, like, oh, this guy's overrated. A lot that I didn't agree with. Some that I thought, eh, I don't know. And then some that I was like, yeah, you're right there, to be fair. Like, especially when you read some of them. Like, Kyle Walker, yeah. I think we spoke about him a few weeks ago. I think he might have been when Billy was here. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Um, He made the point that Kyle Walker gets himself into a lot of trouble problems I think he said yeah. and he's got the pace to sort himself out some of the time Yeah, and you know he's done a few he's, he's scored a few bangers in all fairness like what can you say however he's been at City since oh, when did he sign for City I know, fair, fair few seasons ago though wasn't it at least four I think yeah. And in that time, do you know how many goals and assists he's managed? How many? I think he's got less than what Trent got last season. Yeah, that's true. Whole but just to, just to... You know, you're know talking about a rumble. Yeah, I know, I know. However, I that is very true. <laughs> and I guess you could... Well, I know you could definitely say that he's he's won a lot more than Trent has. Yeah. With City. You know, they've won basically three Premier League titles now, I think. Is it is this going to be the third? Yeah. Would this be yeah, the third? Yeah. yeah. And he was pivotal in those first two. Especially the first one. He was his debut season at City, wasn't yeah. he? He was very good then. But I just think like since then, I don't know, he gets on my nerves a little bit. Um, I, I think he's. Good. I think he's quite good. Um, I think he's. But is he as good as the current like right backs? Because we didn't include him in our right back because Cancelo's starting over. Yeah. Would you say that Cancelo's better than him? Who like? Uh, no. Who would maybe you rather I wouldn't. Have? I wouldn't. Who would you rather? I think have I'd rather have Walker. Walker. Maybe. If I if I'm starting a new team and I, and I haven't got the the system that Pep's playing, I think Walker's more versatile. In, well, he can. Even for England, he showed that. But even as a right back, he's able to offer more, um, just in every area of his going forward and defending. Um, he also used to play for QPR, so that that helps. Um, but yeah, I didn't worry about that one. There's a bit of time he was on loan, but uh, yeah, I, I think he's decent. I think there's so overall, a, there's he's times that he yeah. makes a few mistakes, but I don't think there's that many occasions, um, not that spring to mind anyway. And I think la- even last season, he was one of City's um, more strong, stronger performan- performers um, in a season that was, by their standards, disappointing. Um, so, yeah. Overall, he's played 115 games for City, yeah? Yeah. He's managed three goals and 12 assists. Yeah, that's all right. That's quite good for a right back. Realistically, he's not bad for a right back. But I just think now, looking at some of the other right backs in the league, there I could name at least five who I'd rather have, I think. I don't think I could. 
Do you want to try it or should we not bother? Well, give me a five and I'll sell you if I agree. Trent? No. Wampasaka? Mm, probably not. Reese James? Yeah. Pereira? Maybe. That's close. Right. Well, that's four. Well, it, uh, I, well there you go. We both got Carl Walker in our England squads, no? Yeah, but that's different. It's only... Oh, oh, I don't know. It's different. All right, then. I don't know. Um, I it's different. I'll, I'll go from someone that was in our England squads to someone that was not in our England squads. Um, go on, then. He's English. I was. Well, that'll be cute. Um, yeah, I've gone for James Madison. You think he's overrated? I think he is overrated. Um, I did think about him, but go on. Yeah, I, I think there's a big gap uh, between the level of... Because he's obviously on the edge of the England squad, allegedly. But I, I think there's quite a gap in talent between Grealish, Mount, Foden... You could even add Lingard to this list at this moment in time, but I'm I'm thinking more Grealish, Mount, and Foden, um, and then I think there's a big, big gap. I don't think that he's that close to them. Um, and then okay. I, I was sort of, I couldn't really find any players that were at his level to like compare him with. So I ended up going so, so I thought had Foden, Grealish, Mount, um, and then I thought I'd go down another step and look at some other players that were perhaps not as good as him and I'm not even I'm not saying he's at this level but I'm saying that there's, there's these players I've got have got better attributes in certain places so I've compared him to Eze yeah. Pascal Gross and Mateus Pereira um, right. and Madison would you rather have and, and I, I'm saying I'd rather have Madison than these three he's, he's a more well-rounded player than the three but when I go into each of the sort of stats like so uh, the progressive passes um, and the key passes, like key passes, Pascal Gross is miles clear with 55. Um, and in general, part is pass, pass completion, as he was actually was better. Um, and but generally, passing Pascal Gross was the highest out of them um, across the board. Dribbles, as he is clear in, in all of them, that obviously says something about his position, but the Grealish wouldn't, isn't that much different. Um, and then and then goals and assists, uh, it's the same as Pereira. Pereira has penalties in his favour. Um, but I'm not saying that I think Madison is at the same level as Eze, Gross and Pereira. I'm just saying that I think Eze has a better dri- dribbling attributes. Gross probably has better passing attributes according... Well, is that, the stats, that's what the stats say. Um, and then Pereira's uh, goals and assists is the same. So I'm just saying that he's... He's got a bit of what all of these players have. And I just think he's in the middle of the Ezzy Gross Pereira level and in the and the yeah. Mount Grealish Foden level. But I don't think he's anywhere ne- I think he's closer to this level than he is to the next. See, right. I can I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll I'll argue just for a bit of fun. Why not? I know what you mean. Like I would definitely agree that he's nowhere near the level of uh Foden and Grealish especially. Uh, I think they are genuinely just, you know, class players. I don't know where it comes... Like, they're just born with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mount's a very hard worker, I'd argue. Um, not as not as ta- technically talented as the other two. But yeah, I definitely agree that he's 
probably I'd rather have him in my team over Madison at the moment. But I I, I do think I don't think there's a a massive gap between Mount and Madison. I I'd still say that there is a gap, but not huge. My my yeah. opinion, opinion on Mason Mount has changed in recent recent months, really, and I, I think yeah. I don't think I realised how good he was. Um, no, I don't think a lot of people did. I was probably up there as well. Like, but they're, they're, they're really similar, Madison and Mount. Basically, I'd, I'd say in terms of like how they fit into the team, like they're quite versatile, aren't they? Like, um, it says here that Madison's played from he's played attacking mid, central mid, left mid, left wing, right mid, second striker. You know, like he's he's been all over the shop. I, I'll, I'll try and find Mounts in a minute, but. Mount's got 109 games under his belt for Leicester. Yeah. For Leicester? Mount's got... Uh, sorry, Madison. Yeah. Has 109 under his belt. He's got 27 goals in that time and 20 assists. So that's just under 50 in over 100, which isn't the best. It's still quite good, though. Yeah, it it's quite good. Like, like I say, not bad by any means, but it's not the best, is it? I'm sure if you looked at Grealish's and Foden's, it would be a lot higher percentage-wise. For their obviously for their teams, mm. I see what you're saying. I, I wouldn't say he's overrated. I think he's fairly overrated. Yeah, I, I just think that I just don't think he's even in the conversation when it comes to an England caller. And, and I'm still saying he's good. I think, and this season he's definitely improved on what in previous seasons. Um, but yeah, and, and I think there's a great player in there. But I don't think he's like I said. I don't think Out he's yet. even in the. Even in the thinking of Southgate when he's looking at his attacking midfielders, could that be primarily because of his injury problem this season? Uh, no, because if even if everyone's fit, I think there's four four ahead of him. Four, yeah, Foden, Grealish, Mount, and Lingard. Oh, Lingard, sorry, I forgot about him. Yeah, uh, I think if you'd go off this season, yeah, I don't know though, I don't know what do I know. <laughs> okay, well, back to you. That to me, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go for a semi-obvious one here again. I guess I'll save the exciting ones till the end. Yeah. Not that any of them are particularly exciting, but um, I'm going to go for Adama Traore. Okay. This guy is probably the most hyped-up player in in the league, in my eyes. It really, really bothers me, and that's because you know, oh, look at him. He, he wipes himself in baby oil and he goes to the gym and all that, right? Which he says he doesn't go to the gym or something like that, which I, I don't believe for a minute. <laughs> like, I oh know he might, he might not have said he goes to the gym. I think he might have said he doesn't do weights or something, which. Yeah. I just think this guy. No pants for them out of flipping um, credit he's received, especially last season where he was. You know, oh, Damatriori is so good. And yeah, he had a decent spell last season, but I think that's more down to Jimenez, really. As we've seen this season, Wolves have struggled. And I'm going to say that's because they have not had Jimenez. Yeah. Like, um, I think you're probably right, especially last season, there was rumours flying around that he was due a move to a, a big club. I think Man United were definitely one of the, the linked clubs. Um and yeah, in that numbers respect, like I think, 70 million were flying around. Yeah, I think that that is uh, rating him a bit too highly. But this season, I think 
Um, I don't think he's been that bad. I think he's been fairly at the same level of performance. And I, I saw a stat, um, it was, I can't remember the exact number, but it was when he finally got that assist that eluded him for so long. Um, and there was a Wolves page that tweeted he'd created something like 52 uh, chances and that was his first assist. So it's not necessarily that Adama Traore is the problem. It's the people that are finishing it. And like like you say, with him and as there, um, then those some of those chances would have been finished and that would have made Traore's stats look a lot better than they are. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's means that Adama Traore can't play without Jimenez. I just think he's an unlucky winger who's who hasn't got any sort of quality striker in front of him. And with anybody, their stats would take a hit when they haven't got anyone there to aim for. I guess you could say that the whole Wolves team's a bit off at the moment. Like, they seem to have had a bit of a panic, you know, bringing in William Jose and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a lot of... There's a lot of just stuff flying around in terms of, oh, where... where where are we playing? Who are we playing with? You know, they weren't gelled fully yet, really, especially with those that came in in January. Yeah, it's just a However, sort of nothing season for us at the moment, or this yeah. season, I think. He went a whole year without scoring, didn't he? Yeah. And players like Hazard, when he did it, he's, he's the only one that comes to mind. He received too much criticism in my eyes as well, primarily because he'd proved a lot more before it. This guy, yeah. to me, hasn't proved half as much as that. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. No, I mean, like, this season, he's got one goal and two assists in 30 games. Yeah. But that's also in a Wolves team that hasn't got a lot of goals in 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 as a whole. And I don't think that the... But they've got such better players than some of the other teams in the Premier League. They have, but I, I, I think Wolves have... I, well, they've got... a. They've got a thin squad in there with position like Jimenez, which are irreplaceable. And I, but I do think they've had a poor season, and Wolves fans are frustrated. Um, and I'd agree at some points, Adamatori has been too overrated based on when he's been linked with moves. But I don't. Th- I think he's. I think he's unlucky that the stats are as bad as they are, and in another another season. There, he would create the same amount and have lots more assists. Um, well, goal, score, and goal, scoring, goal scoring is, is not his strong point and has never been. And that is something that he definitely needs to get better, better at. Yeah, I just sort of feel like when you've got numbers like 70 million flying around for somebody like that, really, like it says here last season, yeah, he managed four goals and nine assists. Yeah. And I remember last season, everybody hyping him up. And I know goals and assists aren't everything, if you, but if you're an attacker, it's a major part. And that's not goals, bad. that's not a bad record. It's not bad, no. I think the perception of goals and assists is that every everybody should be getting higher than they are. But I, I think if you can get close to ten in in either attribute, then well, he scored you're six a solid goals in ninety six games in the Prem and twelve yeah, assists. It's that's really... obviously. I think I think what everyone thought was going to happen is last season was sort of like his his breakout, breakout season, yeah. um, and unfortunately, it's not been able to either even keep the same level of output. But it would have been it, interesting had him and still been in the team. What would would, would what Wolves this season? Not never mind Triore. Everybody at Wolves, it could have been a completely different perception. But we will we will not know. 
All I'm basically saying is I'm like, I'm not saying he's bad by any means again. And, you know, 18 goal contributions in 96 games isn't atrocious by any means. However, for the amount of hype and credit he got, that's not the best, really, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. Which is why I'm saying he's overrated. Okay. Um, I will go on to my last one that sort of, when I was struggling, this was the, I'm going backwards in terms of the, how quickly they fought, came into my head. I'll just say um, that was only the Prem as well. There was a lot of, there was some Europa League and FA Cup that I didn't include there. Uh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going backwards up my list of the players that came into my head first when thinking of vote rate players after right. machines, obviously. Um, after machines. But this one, um, I haven't really got any stats that well, not that many to back it up, but I've gone for Kieran Tierney. Okay. Um, is... I think he's, he's, he's another good player. Yeah. But I just think that he he's not as good as people say he is. And I think, especially for Arsenal, He's sort of been a, a bright light in a, a dull season for Arsenal, and, and his image um, is—it's like an, he's an easy player to get behind. If you know what I mean, like he's—he's he's likable. The the whole Scottish not being cold thing, um, and he is a good left back as well. Um, so he's easy to to back and put a case for. But I just think he's not—he's not a top left back at all. Um, and I, I think I think he can be. But I just think at this moment in time, he's just a left back who's being pushed onto a pedestal because in that Arsenal squad, there's not many people that can be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, he was an, he's sort of like the defending equivalent of Adama Traore, really, and like the way he looks and stuff and stuff that comes off the pitch is a bit overhyped. And yeah, it's funny and all, but realistically, it doesn't really matter, does it, when you look on the pitch? Yeah, um, he's made thirty-eight appearances in the Premier League. Which you know he's been here two seasons. I think he's been fit the majority of this season as well. Yeah, uh, I know he struggled a bit with injury last season as well. But yeah, and he definitely is a miss when when Arsenal don't have him. Yeah, but in that time he's managed two goals, which you know doesn't really matter if you're left back. Which is a just want to say a third of Adama Traore's. <clears throat> uh, he's managed fifteen wins, fifteen losses. And, well, I guess it would be eight draws, you know, which yeah. realistically isn't isn't what you'd like to see if you're an Arsenal. I think, I think, that, yeah, I think that shows the point that Arsenal are on the decline. There's not a lot exactly. to shout out for Arsenal. I think we, we did the Arsenal podcast, so check that out. Um, but and he was interesting. One of the players that we said we'd keep. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I think he's definitely got. He's got further, further to go, definitely. Um, but I just think Arsenal this season have have needed a player, and they've got Saka and Smith Rowe as well. Um, but after that, it's sort of who who do you look for for that sort of glimmer of hope? And Tierney's probably that next one. Yeah, one of anyway. Yeah, especially after like yeah. the drop of like a Bamiang. I guess you could say Lacazette's coming into it a bit in the moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was look, just when I was just generally looking over stats for these, um, I didn't even realize how solid a season Lacazette was having. To be honest. Yeah, definitely. 
I'll give you a few stats if you want of uh, Tierney. Go on then. Tackle percentage. What would you what would you class as? Yeah, that's good. Oh, I have no idea to be honest. Well, he's on seventy percent of a. Yeah, I, I remember doing our left back uh, ranking podcast, and he was. He wasn't in the top three for any of the stats. No. So he's not got like that outstanding ability. And he was also, I think, second bottom for the amount of tackles and interceptions per 90, which obviously doesn't tell the whole story. But it was just interesting to see that there wasn't one attribute that he was really competing at the top four. Yeah. Uh, he's also, he's lost 123 of his of his jewels and only won 122. <laughs> that sounds like a... Yeah. So he's lost one more than he has won. Yeah, and he's I'm lost fifty three aerial jewels to his twenty four that he's won. Yeah, with twenty eight successful fifty fifty. So, but no own goals and no errors to lead him to goal. So I guess that's a positive. However, maybe from left back you're less likely to make an error to goal because you've got centre backs. Yeah, especially Arsenal. Yeah, that's three. Although he does play centre back sometimes. Yeah. I, I think you're you're right again. Like, I think he's a bit overrated. However, it's a, a fine line, maybe. Yeah. But okay. Well, that was just a quick one. So I liked it. Thank you. It's all right. <laughs> what are we on now? We both done two. We've done two and talked about five, I think. All right. Let's get on to the. These are my sort of big three, I would say. So I don't know okay, about yours. I'm gonna draw. I've got six, so I'm going to drop one of the boring ones. Yeah, we'll get rid of that one. Go on then. Big three. Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go. Right. This is another one similar to Tierney, um, actually, that, but it sort of came into my mind more. Um, but he's like a, another player that I think is having a really good season um, and is a, is a really good player, but I don't think he's uh, as good as the people he's been compared to, which I'll talk about. Um, and I've, that is Thomas Suchek. Oh. Um, okay. And, and there's no denying that this guy has been a massive part of what West Ham have done this season. Um, and there's no denying he's a, he's a really good player. Um, and I was looking at the stats, uh, like overall stats in the top five leagues. Um, he's in the 99th percentile for midfielders in his position for aerials one for clearances and for non-penalty goals um, and he's in the 90th percentile for touches and shots in the opponent's penalty area for this the team that for people in his position across Europe which is all oh, great that's great especially aerials one you need that at both ends but you can see the impact he has in the op- opposing penalty area which is so, sort of a not something you really expect there's no, there's no other player that really comes to mind that is that potent in front of goal um, in his in, as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, I know not a lot of them are aerially, but that's still not what comes to mind. Um, however, I don't think, because um, I remember when we did the, what were we doing? Oh, when we did the non-top six, 11, and you were asking me. Um, Him or Rice, yeah. Suchek or Rice and I've, I've seen that at other places as well as Suchek being like people are making their team of the seasons and putting Suchek ahead of Rice or just putting Suchek up there I don't think he's anywhere near the level of Declan Rice and I think without Declan Rice 
uh, in that midfield who offers just a bit of everything um, at a very high level. Whereas I think Suchek is pretty much, um, he, he's going to win absolutely everything. Because he's a brain. Um, yeah. And, and in the opposite, uh, in goal scoring terms, absolutely fantastic. And f- from just clearances and winning everything, that's great. But does he offer anything else? I don't think so. Does he need to? No, because he's still got Declan Rice. He's got a system that's formed around him that allows him to just do the stuff he's good at. Yeah. But uh, if he went to, say, a a bigger side and he was that only defensive midfielder, would he be able to handle it? I don't think so, because I don't think he's got enough to his game. So you're saying he wouldn't fit in like a... a, sort of like Rodri does at City or Fabinho at Liverpool? Exactly. I, I think he's... As I think he's performing incredibly because he's got Declan Rice, who's able to do the defensive absolutely work. everything. I, I think Declan Rice is such a good midfielder, and he's got absolutely there's there's nothing he can't do really. Okay. Um. So he's he allows Lucek to just do the stuff that he can do. So in the time though that recently, because we've seen a lack of Declan Rice, you know, because he's been injured yeah. the last couple of games, and they've been going out and winning three one, three two, three nil. I don't know, uh, three. They drew to Arsenal, didn't they? Three all. Yeah, it was like three all, three two, three two. Yeah, I think I, I did think it. I didn't think there was a three one in there. <laughs> but um, do you think that's West Ham have been struggling? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think maybe. I mean, Mark Noble was a great player. Um, is it more? But may, may, maybe had Declan Rice been there. It might not have been as nervy. It might not be a three, three nil, three nil. Could have been three nil, three nil, three nil. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I could be wrong. I. I I'm not saying Suchek can't handle. I don't think he's only only performing because of Declan Rice, but I think he wouldn't be having anywhere near as much height had he had he been on his own or with Mark Nagel for a whole season. I think. Do you know what? I do think you're right because I'm looking at his stats now and his tackle percentage for a central defensive midfielder which I think is his position by trade or my, yeah. you know he's only 51% which I know it's positive and all however it's not great for uh, a defensive midfielder I think especially what you and what people see him as you know like this big brutish I think you're right Rice is definitely clear of him there and he could be potentially overhyped because of the goals he's got, which again he's got more than Dermot Dry or I yeah, this season. I think alone. Definitely, definitely helps him. I think the goals, goals is what everyone looks at. So yeah. if you're getting goals from a position that's not really uh, considered about when scoring goals, then you're instantly well, he's got to be absolutely yeah, incredible. Like which, uh, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying that he's overrated. Yeah. Because of these goals, oh, a bit overhyped. Yeah. yeah, I get you. That's that's fair. Okay, I go on to mine. Point, point, mate. Okay. Yeah. This is a. Okay, I'm going to go on about a position where goals do tend to matter a lot more. Okay. Can you guess where it is? Well, I'm going to hope it's a striker. It is a striker. Uh, this guy's not an out-and-out striker, I guess. He's played at a, across the front line a bit. But he's been knocking around for a while now, realistically. And uh, that's Anthony Martial. Okay. I thought you were going to say my next one then for a moment. 
Ooh, never know. Actually, I don't think my other two are strikers, actually. No, they're not. Okay. This guy, I think he's a really good player, right? But I just don't think he fits at United. Yeah. And it's a bit frustrating because I do quite like him, which is not the best in some of the Liverpool fans, you know. But um, he's made 167 appearances in the Premier League. Scoring 55 times and getting 26 assists. Which really does actually have... This quite That's quite good, surprising, really. to be honest. I didn't even realise he had that many goals. Yeah. But that's like... Basically, what I'm saying is I think he's a bit overhyped because of his like breakout season, really. So it's a bit of a different why he's overhyped. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people think he's a lot better than he is. Mm. And I'm not saying he's bad. Again, I think he's quite good. But he definitely struggles the most in that United setup. Yeah, I think he's... Attacking players, he's... He's very streaky. Yes, definitely. And I actually think he's really good. But I, I just think he's, he doesn't fit the system very well at all. You think he needs a move? Yeah, I think he does. Where, where are you going? Where are you sending him off to? Well, I don't want to send him off anywhere. I don't really know. This is the hard part. Like, Maybe send him somewhere like into Milan is what came yeah. to mind. Italy was the first player I sent him to Juventus when I thought about it. Yeah, somewhere like Italy. Although they have so many players, so maybe it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think, I don't want to go, I don't want to send him back to the French League. I don't really want to send many people to the French League. Um, <laughs> German football, no thanks. J- just for him, really, I don't think it would, I don't know, he could work there, maybe, I don't know. Uh, La Liga wouldn't work for him, I don't think. So I think Italy was a bit of middle ground, really. Yeah. You know, a bit in between Spanish and uh, German, I'd say. A bit more competitive. And I just think we've seen Lukaku go over there and set it on fire, really. Which I think was probably the worst thing ever. Like, United were probably just sat there going, why did we get rid of Lukaku? He was definitely the best goal scorer we've had in a while. Yeah. You know, especially in like modern era, I think if he was still there, he'd still be setting Prem on fire, really. But I just don't yeah. think Martial fits at United, and it it's a bit upsetting, really, because I think he's quite good. Yeah, I think I mean he's still young. We forget how because he's been around for quite a while. Yeah, we just thought we just think he's older than he is. Yeah, he, moved, um, he was like eighteen, didn't he, or something? He's either exactly. eighteen or twenty-one. Um, but yeah, I I agree that he's maybe even if he does, even if he has performances for Man United that are, are really good, maybe he needs a move just for that sort of fresh start. A bit of consistency, really, is what he's yeah. Because also, how can you get any consistency if you're if you're in the team one week and then you don't play for two weeks and then you're in the team for a couple of weeks and then you're out again? This um, is the one problem I have with United. I don't think they have a recognised striker. That's the hundred percent. Well, they have Cavani, but when he's not there, they, they struggle. Exactly. Like he's their only out and out striker. I'd argue. 
Like, I think they've tried to force Martial into that position almost. Yeah. Because they'd rather have Rashford on the left wing than. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's the problem. They've got they've got good depth in the position that he yeah he plays. But. Well, not even good depth. They've got Rashford. That's about so it. So maybe but... I'm completely wrong and he's not overrated. But I just think there are a lot of people who do rate him very highly, and I just think yeah. primarily because of his consistency, not his fault whatsoever. He is a bit overrated, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure how highly other people rate him, but I, I'd agree with all the points that you made. Anyway. I think FIFA might have something to do with it, really, because he was one of those players that you didn't want to play against on FIFA, primarily because of how sweaty he was. Fair enough. Um, I'll go on to my second last one. I was going to use another one, but I'm sort of I'm using my last one just just as a bit of I don't know. Well, it's I'll tell you what. Um, this one is Richarlison. Yes. He was um, in my brain as well. Yeah. Um, and again, he's another player that I actually really like, Richarlison. I quite like um, him as well, yeah. I think he's a bit of a one of those players that's probably really annoying to play against. Um, oh, yeah. He seems and, like an absolute arsehole on the page. Yeah. He works hard as well. Um, but I think he's not really... He's not really an out-and-out striker or an out-and-out winger, which is a bit of a weird one. He's not... A bit like Martial, then. Yeah, very similar. Um, like yesterday, I think Everton played Spurs and he, he had to play as a number nine because Carl Lewin's injured. Um, but we've seen, and we've seen him do that plenty of times this season. I can't remember the numbers, but it's about half and half the amount of times he's played as a central striker and uh, on the left. Um, but I just think he, he had that such a breakthrough at Watford and then he had like an incredible half a season and then dropped off but then went to Everton for huge money. Um, yeah, 50 million, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, and he's just sort of been hitting those goals and assists that aren't bad but he's just never sort of hit that next level tally where he's gone and got 15 goals um, which is incredibly hard to do And but that's where if you get 15 goal season that's that's a quality season for for anybody um, and that's just but I just don't think there's ever been that and I think there's hype around him like he's he has but he hasn't and this season he's got six goals and three assists XG is 9.2 so he should be scoring 3.2 more goals than he has yeah. um, and I just think he's not at the level that we expected him to develop to and there's still time um, he's only 23 or, yeah um, but I just don't think he's ever had that sort of level up um, and I compared him to another player like this is I compared him to Saka um, across the board because right. um, I think that's an, a, a player that plays in the left wing position um, and a player that sort of had the same level of hype when he came in. on the scene Yeah, um, and I, I think you'd say Saka's probably at the same level as Richardson is now however he's having the season it's sort of his breakthrough season like Richardson was having a few years ago. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Um, but t- they were very, very similar across the board. Um, Surely shots, was Richard- shots, Richardson had four more. Goals, Richardson has one more. Um, and he has one more assist as well. Um, and their minutes are very same, similar. But then if you look at the actual sort of Sort of stats you want in a, a winger crosses. Uh, Saka has 68 
How many do you reckon Richardson has? Um, 12. Well, not far off. 19. He's put 19 crosses in this whole season. And someone that's playing as a winger, that's very strange. And it is difficult for, I think he's right-footed, a right-footed player playing on the left, obviously going to be cutting in more. But we've seen Saka play on the right and, and do the same. Um, progressive passes per 90. Saka's pretty much double for that. Um, and he's got 50 more progressive carries. So he's dribbling with the ball more. He's um, passing the ball forwards, getting the ball at the Creating pitch more. And obviously, more. Yeah, changes system to system. Um, but I just think Saka's season now is is sort of... His performances are showing what Richardson needs to be doing week in, week out. Yeah. And that's five years behind. Yeah, I think with Richardson, again, there's a lot of hype because of stuff that he does off the pitch, you know, like all these, he, he is one of these players that I always see on Instagram, like coming out and saying, like, oh, if I had have messed up my trial, I'd have be a bin man or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's all good to see, but. But a fairy tale. Yeah. You're not that great, mate. Like, <laughs> like you're not as good as. Just important to stress. Ben is a Liverpool fan here. You're not really a top 10 striker in the Premier League. You you know, I could name 10 that I'd rather have. Yeah, that's true. Don't make me, don't make me do it because I don't have the, I'm, I'm not, the no, brain. I'm not. I'll, I'll agree. I'll only make you save them if I disagree. And then I can... <laughs> like with Walker earlier. Cheers, mate. Yeah, pick them all off. Like, this guy, he's quite good, realistically. Like, technically, he can use both feet. Like, he's very talented with both, which a lot of players aren't, you know, heavily left-footed, heavily right-footed or something. This guy's yeah. got 17 goals with his right foot, 11 with his left foot, and eight with his head. Like, he's not afraid to get his head in there either. Yeah. But the accuracy is just... is poor, really. His shooting accuracy, which he's got 33%. Well, yeah, I, I think... Really be expecting it like that, I think he's good, and I think he... He's another one of those players that you never know he could make that next level, but I think he gets deplored. It's as if he has got that next level, or he, he gets deplored. It's even like he's consistently putting out twelve goal seasons, but he's not. Do you think? Do you think a move uh, would suit him? I don't know where he would go. No, I think he's. I think he's in the right place, and I think Everton are trying to move forward as a club as a whole. Um, and I think he's he's one of the players. He's definitely not. If you look at the other teams, Everton team, and say, "Well, who do we need to replace?" He's he's nowhere near any the, the list. He's not even on the list. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I I just think he needs to take another step in terms of his output um, and his consistency if he's to be considered a like you say a top winger or striker, top ten in the league. Yeah. Or even top five. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to... I'll go on to my next one. I'm going to take a plane now because I feel like we've talked quite a lot about Premier League. The last two... Yeah, that's The last true. two I've got are not in the Prem, so... Okay, my last one okay, is... Okay, cool. We're going to get on the plane. We're going to go over to Spain. And I'm going to talk about a defender. And I had two defenders I was thinking about talking about, yeah? Yeah. One was PK. Okay. could be a bit dodgy. But in the end, that's why I thought, oh, it's too risky. I don't want to get bullied. So I've gone for Varane. Okay. I don't think he's that's... 
bad by any means. However, he's not nowhere near as good as people make him out to be. Yeah. And this was before we got knocked out. This is the one I had. This is the first one that came to mind because it's always been, always sat in my head. Yeah. Um, this was before we got knocked out midweek. I'll just, I'll just bring that up by Real Madrid so it doesn't look like I'm salty. <laughs> He's just... Ri- you could go onto YouTube, yeah? And type in Varane Mistakes. There's about a 10-minute compilation of him just being too quick to like try and make a judgment, try and make it look too smooth, which, you know, you might do if you stood next to Ramos because he... You know... And it's dodgy to say this because this guy's won a flipping World Cup. He's won everything. He has won everything. But I don't think France's World Cup defence was the better part. Like, it was definitely the attack and midfield that, you know, realistically made the difference in my eyes. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of people overrate him due to something I've come to coin as the uh, FIFA factor. Yeah. I just don't think he's an elite defender, really. Like, I don't think he's a top five on the planet. Which uh, Yeah, I, I think, well, I definitely agree with that. Maybe I think, not even top ten. I, I think you're probably right. He's always, always linked with a move in the summer. There's always those players that you can guarantee at some point you're going to see on Sky Sports in a, a yellow box, Man United interested yeah. in Iran. You can get United, it's just when they United are. what story? What oh we're, we're a bit slow for stories today. What's your oh United link with Iran? That one that one's always United trusty always and reliable. Though, Stick they? that one in there. It's just I just exactly. I just don't think he's as good as people make out, and a lot of people have been saying this is actually going to be his last season at Real Madrid. And that primarily could mm. be because Ramos is on his way out soon as well. And we don't trust Varane to, to lead the team. Fill the shoes. Yeah. yeah. We just, if we can sort it out quicker, get some better, trust, more trustworthy players in. Because Madrid without Ramos, they struggle. Like, the, comes to mind most recently is in the Champions League last season when they had, um, they didn't have Ramos. Because I think it was against City, wasn't it? It got sent off in the first leg. Yeah. And then the second leg, I think, yeah, Varane made like a mistake and Jesus scored a banger. Yeah. Like, I yeah, yeah. don't think, I think he thinks he's too Rolls Royce for what he actually is. Like, yeah, I think, I, I think I agree. I think to the extent he's they like, had to put Casemiro into centre mid, uh, centre back. Yeah, I, I probably agree that his, the hype around him, um, is, is too high. I think, yeah, you're probably about right, to be honest. Can't really argue with it. I don't have a I don't have a devil's advocate to, to play. Yeah, I just don't think that they are. I'm really interested. To, I want to do a um a rebuild of Real Madrid soon. To be honest with you, because like okay, on the list. I don't think this. I don't know what it is about Real Madrid. They they do work with what they've got. However, they're it really. I'm really interested to see what happens in the next couple uh seasons because you know their whole midfield's like over thirty. Casemiro, I think, I think he might not be over 30. I think he is, though. Modric is yeah. over 30, and so is Cruz. 
Yeah. Uh, just want to, I want to look at that really and see what's going to go yeah, down. Yeah, then you, obviously, then you've got Ramos as well, Benzema, that whole spine. Yeah, is... Casemiro's 26, 29, sorry, so he'll be on his way out. Not as yeah. early. That... Benzema's getting on a bit as well. Yeah, it's literally that whole core of the team yeah. is, is aging. Ramos and the midfield, like I just mentioned, and Benzema, I don't really see out and out world class players that you could definitely say, yes, they are fully world class at Real Madrid yeah I was thinking this the other day I think Real Madrid always sort of provide good results and they're always a difficult team to play against but I never I never understand how they consistently do it because I don't think the squad especially in recent seasons has ever been that good yeah and it really hurts me can, it, what, it's, it's very good but I'm just in, like, in comparison to other European giants yeah it really does hurt me to say though because I love Hazard as well like one of my favourite players but I just don't think they're that incredible really like the players there and yeah they always seem to be a bit of a pain the champions they've won the Champions League more than anyone else and you know it wasn't too long ago that they've won it really they won it four times in a row didn't they or, or at least three three yeah I think it's yeah, three they for four. it didn't work because uh Another team won it. I don't remember who it was. Oh, yeah, I do. It was us. Um, but um, <laughs> just sort of like, I just don't think Varane's incredible. And I don't want to just seem like I don't know anything, but he just doesn't seem very good. And I, I sat there and watched the compilation of him making mistakes. He just, to me, he just seems like he thinks he's the best thing ever. Tries to go too quickly. I was like, oh, whoops, I've put myself in danger and Real Madrid have conceded some goals. And his passing, he just boots it too quickly, <laughs> not at the player's feet, and it's gone out for a, a throw-in <laughs> or a goal kick. Uh, sorry, for a corner. He just seems in the way to the yeah. time, really, which is really hard to say if you're a defender because you should be in the way. Or if he's in the, in the way, in the wrong <laughs> idea. <laughs> he's in somebody else's way, which means they haven't made the tackle or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I agree. I, I'd say, I mean, maybe you're on the extreme level, but I, I agree that he's overrated. Okay. Right. Last. I'm two. really excited to hear this last one of yours because I feel like you're going to kill me when you hear what I've said. Well, I'm going to let you do. Wait, no, I can't figure. Out. Well, you're not in England, are you? I'm not in England for my last one. Right. I'll. I'm. I'll tell you what. My. I, I've put a Liverpool player in here and I've saved it till last just in case you said Eze. <laughs> right, okay. So I, I needed to just kill you off with something. Um, can I guess who it is? You can, but just before we do that, sorry, we've got uh, somebody's just tweeted us on the on yeah. at the Corridor pod um, to say that they think that Callum Hudson-Odoi is overrated um, at Sam, Sam Conrich, I think it is. Sorry if I've butchered that. Um yeah, so I just thought I'd, I'd check that in there. What were okay. your thoughts on Callum Hudson or Dawes? Um, that's a tough one, to be fair. I don't think he's bad by any means. I, I think when you can... I, I really like him. I, I think he's very good and very promising. And I think the problem that he's had is that when he wasn't being played at Chelsea, he was being linked with ridiculous fees to go to Bayern Munich, which is... Yeah. Is a, a, a fee for the future, but it yes. affects the player now. Yeah, I, I do 
agree with you. I don't think he's bad. I, I think he's actually really good. And I think at the start of the season, especially under the Lampard, he was one of the he was one of the players who was helping out big time for Chelsea. Yeah, and I, I think uh, as well you you could say he's overrated. Um, in the case that he's had an England call up, despite not really put, put his his output in terms of goals and assists. We I know we say it over and over again that that's not everything. Um, He's, well, he got an England start before he got a start for Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And and that just, I mean, that doesn't really make sense, does it? I mean, it doesn't. But at the same time, like, if he's proving that he's ready for an England call-up before he's even started for Chelsea, he's got to be class. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, he's got, he's got a long way to go and, and he's another one that, like, if you compare him to Saka, Saka's had a breakthrough season now. And we're waiting yeah. for that for Callum Hudson-Odoi. Even though he's had his moments this season, he's not he's not been outstanding consistently. And it, in that regard, it's probably easier for Saka because um, because he's in a team that's not performing that well. He's he's able to get in the team week in week out. Whereas at Chelsea, one, it's hard enough to get into the team because the amount of talent they've got, and then you've got to stay there. Um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. I think he's almost a victim of his own success, really. Like, he was really good, like, in his breakout season. Hence why he was getting... Was it 40 or 80? I forget. I can't, yeah. It either could have been either. I think that they, they were a ridiculous prices, weren't they? Yeah, which is, yeah, like I said, ridiculous for somebody who's just started. But he... I don't think he's overrated. If anything, if anything, he could be the opposite. But underrated, I think. A lot of wow. hate on him for no reason. But is that not because of the... Well, he struggles to get in the Chelsea team because they just go, look, when he first came in, Hazard was still knocking about and they were playing in the same position, yeah? Yeah. And then they signed Pulisic to re- replace him. Yeah. Big money. Then they signed Ziyech, who would play on the right, where uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi would be playing now because he can't get on the left. All I'm saying is I don't think he's given enough chance almost. Some yeah, time. I agree. If, if he had been have in, in Slacker's position, it would have been interesting to see how... Well, Arsenal, not in his actual position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting to see how he had developed um, differently to whereas at Chelsea, like you said, he's going he's gonna to get... Bit, yes. He's a bit part player and that's... You can't really show yourself, but no. Bayern don't come calling for everyone so he's definitely got something about him they don't come calling for everyone at all no um, but yeah thanks for that uh, Sam yeah thanks for getting involved um, but I'll get on to my last one now um, on, and that is Roberto Firmino I knew it I knew it was coming um, and I'm willing to destroy every argument that there is for him <laughs> um, alright I'll, I'll shut up and let you speak yeah, well, this well, especially like because this was my um, obviously I had the thing that you were going to say, which you haven't, which is great. So, but I, I had to make sure this argument was bulletproof effectively. Um, so I I'll, I'll start arguing, uh, yeah, I'll start with the obvious is is his goals, and I, and I know we say about Firmino that his goals aren't everything. And if his goals aren't, aren't everything, why has he had the six most shots in the Premier League? Eighth, sorry, eighth. 
but he's only got six goals. That's 67 shots this season. Six goals. Eighth in the Premier League for shots. Um, I'll give you some other ones. Similar. That's the same amount of goals as David McGoldrick. <laughs> and David McGoldrick has had 17 less shots. That's the same amount as Christian Benteke, but Christian Benteke has <laughs> 21 less shots. Chris Wood has got one more goal and 20 less shots. Aubameyang's having a terrible season. He's got three more goals. Vardy's got six more goals. Carol Lewin's got eight. Neil Mopai has got two more. Ian Acho has two more goals in less than half the shots. <laughs> um, I guess the only thing I could argue about this is some of them get penalties. Uh, well, Cavalier does not. More no. pie, Vardy, yes. Um, I can't, I'm not sure about McGoldrick. I'd argue no. And Bamiang, yes. Chris Wood, yes. Uh, I don't think Benteke would be on penalties. And um, because you've got Milovic, you'd imagine he'd be dropping them all. In. And I think Batshuayi goes above him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, that's that's my goal scoring point on him. But okay, people that's say fair. he doesn't score enough goals. But that's not his role. But he's having the eighth most shots in the league. So he's trying to score. He's just not very good at it. Um, yeah, it's and, definitely a frustrating part of his game. Like, yeah, and, and so many times he miskicks it when you watch Liverpool. It's, it's like ridiculous. He skies it so far over. Like he makes a decent looking chance look like a difficult chance. Yeah. Um, he's minus four point eight his xG. So he, he should be scoring. At least nearly eleven goals, but yeah, and will would be all right. Um, and you would say, well, it's all right because he he creates the space for Mane and Salah. But where's Mane been? I, I I don't think that's necessarily he's creating the space for Salah. I think that's Salah's just a class above um, most players. And I think he, no matter how bad the team is performing, he will be there. And and it seems like Mane's a bit more of a player at the moment that. When Liverpool are struggling, he's he's struggling. But when Liverpool are struggling, Salah is still anything to do with Firmino. Um, I'll just put in there. I think it, there was times last season where Mane was the key man, and the season before as well, there was points where Salah was struggling, and Mane was the man Liverpool fans were looking to to get a goal or to inspire a goal or you know just lead the team forward. Um, I definitely would agree that Firmino is, without a doubt, the worst out of the three. Yeah. And I don't think he's overrated because I think a lot of the ratings he gets are fair. I don't think people think he's very good anymore. Um, in the past, yeah, he was. He brought something new. I, I, I sort of thought about including him myself, but then I thought, what am I doing? I can't include a Liverpool player, otherwise I'll look like Craig. Um <laughs> But a few went through my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Firmino's been at the game offering what he offered in his, his without a doubt, his best season was, I think it was 17 18 or 18 19. Yeah. When we, it was the game against Roma that sticks in my mind. And that was in the Champions League when we won 5 2. Yeah, he was just incredible that game, and in the Champions League, Firmino was so good. I remember watching those games because those are the ones I could watch at the time. Um, because I had BT, but 
he was just he was so good. And that's when yeah. a lot of people were coming out saying, Oh, you know, Salah gets all the credit, Mane gets some as well. Firmino's the Firmino's the 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 gear here just ticking over. Yeah. But um I think in recent seasons he's really been sort of showed that a lot of teams have worked out what he does and he's just not great. And you know, he has these moments of wow, that was so nice to watch. You know, he's a bit of a samba player, Brazilian through and through. But Again, I'll, I'll argue, why not? This man's won a lot, right? He's won a Premier League, yeah. a Champions League, a Copa America, and he's played in all of those, like, consistently. Yeah. He's a good player. He's just, I don't, I wouldn't say he's overrated. I think he's fairly rated at the moment as just inconsistent well, and dodgy. That suggests that how much I don't rate him, because... I'm aware that people don't rate him as much. <laughs> I, I'm aware that people don't rate him as much as they had done when he, when Liverpool were flying. Yeah, and I'm saying he's worse than the people that are saying he's not very good. Yes, okay. so I'm saying he's still overrated, even by the people that don't rate him. <laughs> rate him fairly. Um, in brackets. Um, in and, and I'll get on to get on to the point of creating chances. I mean, I know it's difficult because how can you? You can't statify getting out of the way of an attack to make to let two better players have space, especially when you're the central one. Yeah, so I, I I've had a look at chances created and and stuff, um, but it's not it's it's difficult to judge how like how much influence he's had by moving defenders out of the way. You, there's no there's no way to actually put that into numbers. Like that, yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of assists this season, because if you're not getting goals, you can get assists. And look, six goals and five assists, um, it's not bad. And, and and I've argued cases, well, I argued the case for Adama Traore. His stats don't say the whole story. But and even Richardson, I, I said who he was overrated. I, I said he's a decent player. Um, but this is a player that's playing for Liverpool and competing for the Premier League. So there's a different level of judgment here. Um, uh, yeah, assist-wise, five assists. Three Brazilian players in the Premier League are level or above him. Three. Um, yeah, I don't know if you don't know if you want to give him a give him a guess. I'll give him, a, I'll give him a bash. Um, assists. Yeah, there's one on six and two else on five. Jesus. No. Uh, Brazilians. Well, Pereira. Yeah, he's got five. There's one that you should get and one that I was like, wow. Well, I didn't really even realise. Not Richardson. The... No. Uh, should get. Yeah, the Matt, he's... he's uh, you, I think you've said that you would be quite happy to sign him. Um, he's not a top six club. Not a top six club. Is it midfield or attack? Sorry. He's a winger. He's a winger. Both of these are wingers. Why have I had a brain fart? Well, I'll let you think of them and I'll get on to my last point oh. about Firmino. Um, he's he wait, what am I saying? Goal creations per 90. Um, goal creating actions. Sorry. So this is the amount of things he's done to create goals. Not always assists. Um, 34th he's in, in the list with 3.29. Um, 
which is not bad. Thirty fourth is it's not that's quite there's quite a lot of players in the Premier League. But if you look at the players that are above him, yeah. Mark O'Brien, Leandro Trossard, uh, William, to name a few, and they're oh, players yeah, that are good. Yeah, that's one. Um, and if you look at the level of those players compared to oh, for, really, what you yeah. there you go on your yeah um, struggling that you yeah if you look at the level of Mark O'Brien and Trossard and Willian players that have had moments um, Trossard is another exciting player that I really like plays for Brighton of course I like. um, you love yeah but I just think he's not there's nothing he offers that I don't think that Liverpool could do in a better I mean, way. It's, it, it's easier to it's easy to say go out and buy a striker, isn't it? That's yeah. the easy way out. Um, That's what I. It, 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 is, it, is, it is a role that you, if Liverpool had just got an absolute world class number nine, would it stunt stunt that front three a bit? Would it sort of make them a lit, little bit more predictable? Um, and possibly that's the case. But we've seen with Man City being able to play a false nine with other players. So it, there's there's people that can adapt to that position. Um, yeah. And I think Liverpool should definitely look at maybe not replacing Firmino. And, some, and maybe they have already sort of lined up Jota. Um, but I, I think maybe they need a... Maybe we need to do a Liverpool rebuild and get Craig on and have just a different opinion from another Liverpool fan. Because I know my personal one, obviously, is a bit different yeah. in the way that I believe we just need to redo all tactics, really. Like, I think... Scott, again. New formation. Obviously, not saying get rid of a lot of players. I don't think we need to get rid of a lot any players. Well, many. Unless we need a bit of cash, because we don't have huge amounts compared to some teams. I'm not saying we're poor by any means. Don't get angry, please. But... um yeah, I just think we need a bit of a, a rejig, and I think Firmino is going to be one of the players who might suffer from that. I think we do need an out-and-out striker. Fair it's a bit of class when it comes to shooting. Think. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. All right, go on then. Surprise me. Yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to take a guess which country I'm going to? Is it Italy? Not. All right, then I don't know. Germany. Germany? Who can it be? Any... You say it's a defender? No, sorry, it's not a defender. Oh. Did you want to? Where is it? Try and work it out. Well, does he play for Bayern? Yes. Oh. I was. Is it a midfielder? Uh, kind of. It's like a. So is it a winger? Yeah. Is it Leroy Sane? Mm. I know you like him a lot. However, this guy. Is overrated in my in my eyes, and this was one of the first ones that came to my mind. Really, um, I didn't really have to look like when I was doing a lot of research. Oh, I need to find some more underrated players who I agree with. You know, it's a bit like that unpopular one. It was a really hard one to think of because it's like, is he? Actually, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but this guy just gets. Oh, I just don't think he's as good as people think he is. Like, he was at City. And he seemed to be like the next big thing, but time yeah. sticking away. He's twenty five, which I was surprised to read. I still imagined he was about twelve. You know, <laughs> like 
not that 25 is old by any means, but he was a lot older than I thought he would be. Yeah. He's been in the Bundesliga. He's played 26 matches and scored four goals. Which yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, he seemed pretty class at City, you know. He's got, he has got nine assists, which, you know, that's a, a goal contribution in half the game. Like, yeah. one in every two, basically. But he just, I just expected him to go across and just absolutely annihilate, really. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. I, I always, I think Sane for City was one of those players that was so excited because he was, it was just raw, raw talent, pace, and just that. That was like just pace and getting to the line, and, and he's probably one of the shooters I've seen as well. He's quite good at having a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I think you've got to remember this is his first season back after pretty much a season yes. out, um, and it's a. Well, it's not a not a new league for him, but it's it's a change anyway. Yeah, that's um, where he has. So, yeah, so I, I think there is that sort of warming himself back up, and my thinking is it might take him a season to get going again, um, and and get going again from not from a standing start. He's he's got the ball rolling with this season, and also I think for Bayern he's been playing quite a lot on the right hand yeah, side with with the idea to cut in and. From sit, just remember watching him for City on that left hand side, it was Lethal, so yeah. threatening. And just, I mean, City do a lot of getting it to the byline and, and cutting it back into the box. Yeah. Um, so it obviously depends what you want from him. And they've sort of sort of tried to fill the Iron Robin sort of role in, with a left footed player on the They're right. Just not the same player um, there at all. Like, I, I, I agree. I don't think he's, he's, I mean, he's probably got that ability to cut in and shoot, but that's. I mean, Iron Robin had that more than anybody else. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think maybe he's not as comfortable playing in that position. I think you're probably, you're definitely right when I saw it the other day um, when Bayern were playing PSG that suddenly was 25. I was like, oh, that's Mental. It's a bit older than I thought he was. It's not old. He's still got, what, seven years in the tank probably. to pull out something incredible. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of like what I've just I just always thought, you know, this guy's different, different stuff, and then he's just sort of not really showed that to me in a while. Like, yeah, his breakout season at City was was very good. You know, he got Young Player of the Year, didn't he? I think, and yeah. he was just seemed so good. But since then, it's just seemed to have declined, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not bad by any way, but it just people seem to think he's a lot better than he actually seems to be to me. Yeah, I, I think he. He might like with the goals he scored and sort of the highlights reel, and even in his his best spells of form at City, he's at the age that he was. He set his expectations very high, and I think that since he's gone to Bayern, he's just not quite been able to find that spark yeah. and hit the expectations that he he set for himself. But I I, I still back him to. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, because I do quite best. like him and I was very pleased when he left City because it's sort of like oh, I can start to like him a bit more now. But he's played 29 <laughs> games on the right wing for Bayern and seven on the left, right? He's got six yeah. goals from the right and 10 assists, which isn't awful at 16 and 29. However, in left wing, he's got two goals and one assist, playing like a substantially less amount of games. Yeah. I think he needs to move to the other side of the pitch. 
<laughs> just so yeah. that he can uh, benefit himself more. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll probably agree with I that. I just think at the moment, though, however, he's quite a bit overrated in a way. Like, he played the full 90 against PSG in both games. And he just... And did really offer too much. Night. Yeah. Well, there you I go. Know. I think that's quite a good list yeah. that we've created there. I think you're right. Um, do you want to get on to some predictions yeah, quickly before we back. finish? The... Yes, it is now all level. And I'm I'm actually head on goal differences. Or or correct results as like goal difference. Um, there's some big games, big big games in the FA Cup, especially this this week is the semi-finals, um, and then we've got a few games in Italy that got got some big implications, and then we've got one game at the bottom of the Premier League, which could have some very sad implications. Right, so we'll we'll start with the at the top, Chelsea versus Man City. What's going to happen here? Semi-final yeah. of the FA Cup. Oh, this could be a bit of a shocker, you know. Do you reckon? I don't think Chelsea are going to win. Well, I know they're not going to win the Premier League. Meaning that the only thing that I could realistically see them winning is either the Champions League. Yeah. Or, well, or the uh, FA Cup. Yeah. I think Chelsea are going to go all out for this. Yeah. Just to, in case it wasn't already there. Just guarantee a bit of European football. Yeah. Which I think they probably are safe at the moment uh, in terms of getting it. But they're probably one of the teams that you could imagine are going to drop out, them and West West Ham. Yeah. This, between those two and Liverpool, I'd say, really, to get I that don't Leicester are that clear either. They're not, but like they're third, so they've got less to lose because they could go to fourth, you know. Yeah. Whereas I don't think West Ham are going to overtake them now, especially after the result of the day. Yeah. So I'm going to say Chelsea are going to go balls to the wall, try and sneak this from City and get a 1-0 win. Very interesting. I've gone for 2-0 City, but it was tough. Um, I just think two calls made such a difference. It's like if this had been Lampard going into this semi-final, I'd, I'd be very confident with a City win, but Despite going for a 2 0 City win, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if Chelsea got this over the line. Yeah. I get you. That's that's fair. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the other semi final, which is Leicester versus Southampton, which is a fantastic opportunity for these both of these clubs to get to yeah. a final. One of these two is going to be at when, uh, well, you know, be in the final. Yeah. And I can't wait to see Leicester. They need this. They're going to get a silverware. They're going to get some silverware. Sorry. Yeah. Um, balls to the wall. Three now. Three now. I've I've not gone too dissimilar. I've gone for three one. Um. I mean, I I really like Southampton. I I wanted to put them for a win, but I said in the previous round of FA Cup fixtures that if Leicester are going to win a, a trophy, it needs to be now and it needs to be this season, and this is their chance, really. Um, this is 
the easiest fixture they could have hoped for in a semi-final to get them into a final. And then when you get there, that's anyone's game. So I think it's a great opportunity and it's one that they, they won't they won't lose. Yeah. Um we'll go we'll go to Italy next. Atalanta versus Juventus Um, in a game which is I think Atalanta will probably go above Juventus with a win with a win but that's not going to happen is it not I don't know see Atalanta have won four of the last five yeah they've won the last four Juve have only won two of the last two yeah but in their last four they've drawn one lost one and um, won two but I still think Juve are going to sort of switch it on now because they're only a point behind Milan. Yeah. And finishing third is a lot less... Well, sorry, finishing second would be a lot... Well, it wouldn't be a lot better, but it would be better than finishing third, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's going to be a Juve win. 2-0. I've gone for a 2-1 Atalanta win. Ooh. I'm not sure why. I just had a feeling... Exciting. Um, and where did your feeling come from? Uh, I don't know. I just we we've seen. I mean, Atalanta on their day are incredible to watch. So we know that they're quite in them. Um, but the more the point is, Juventus haven't been on their day very much this season, or no. or at least not consistently enough. Um, no. And I think Atalanta can definitely trouble them. Um, and continue to put the pressure on Pirlo. Yeah. Um, because if they do win that game, then Juventus are really in trouble. Might even be in, in looking over their shoulders for top four. Yeah. Um, Europa League territory. Exactly. Um, next one then is saying it's really another big game. Um, and I think another one if, if Inter win. I mean, I, I think they're already pretty much safe. They'd have to have a, a complete collapse now. But it's Inter Napoli. Yeah, uh, Napoli will really need this if they want to, you know, progress at the table. Points behind with a game in hand. So yeah. realistically, that could be about one. Well, it could be one point behind with a win from them. Yeah. But Inter will just want to get this over the line as soon as possible so they can start celebrating. So I think Inter will pull through. Or do I? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to go nil-nil. I've, I've gone very similar. I've gone 1-1. One, one. Um, because, yeah, I, I think as much as Inter will, like you say, want to get this over the line, I think they've got such a lead now that they're, they're, every point is just, well, at least we didn't lose. Um, yeah. I think they know that they've, they've got credit in the bank, effectively. and They, can, they can drop a few points to the the more challenging sides as long as they continue to beat the teams that they should be beating. Yeah, I think what how many teams are there in Italy again? Twenty. So there's what, yeah. there's eight games left in the season for Inter. Yeah. And I think they've played majority of the hard ones. So we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Um last but not least, or maybe last but least I should say. Um it's Wolves versus Sheffield United and the reason I've put this one in is because if Sheffield United end. don't win this game or even if they win, I think, and Newcastle get a point, they're down. So basically this weekend could relegate Sheffield United. 
um, and they face Wolves away from home. Yeah. Um, can they? What can they do it? Um, I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'm on I'm the fence. No, <laughs> I think they're down for certain. I think they might. I think they might get a draw. I'm gonna go for another one-one. Going for a one-one. Yeah. No, I think Wolves are gonna. Wolves have got to just give everything now to get well. Twelve seems generous for their season, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but they'll want to, you know, they're, they're underneath a bit less, so they'll just do anything they can to to get above them. But I don't think they can stand much chance. I mean, every place is is a bit extra money, I guess. So it's not yeah. like they should be on the beach, but exactly. I, I think Sheffield United will they they want to get they want to get another win before the end of the season. I think that's probably the aim. Yeah, um, and I think I think they'll get a point here. But what did you go for your score prediction? I'm gonna go two 0 Wolves. Two 0 Oh no, one 0 Wolves. One 0 I just remembered Neto's out, and I love Neto. <laughs> I know it doesn't work with you know just the one player approach, which a lot of the times I've made a prediction it might seem like, but I just think he's really good. Fair enough. Um, so that's it. I think I I enjoyed that. Uh, we'll you definitely. Think you did? Uh, no, I did. I did definitely did. Um, I think we'll we'll be back with an underrated uh, podcast sometime in the next month or so. Yep. Uh, got that a couple of things. Easy. Yeah, definitely. That definitely will be easier. <laughs> um, got a couple of things, ideas, in, in brewing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, oh, I've, that, got a... I've got there already. Uh, predictions in association with BTB Sports. I forgot. I'm going to forget. I said I'm going to do it every episode. I forget every time. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be back at some point next week for the weekend roundup um, of these FA Cup semis, and then we'll be back in the next week for the next stage as we move into the midfield of our position rankings. Yes, and we've got a so guest. We well, we hope we've got a guest. Hopefully, <laughs> Craig, come on, son. Craig, come on, come on, man. Um. So yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening if you're still here. And see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.